while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back to uh, South Coast tonight. I'm your host for the rest of the night, Jess Machado. We're going into the final hour, uh, hour three of South Coast tonight. This, I basically obliterate whatever format that Chris and Marcus ever had and just go completely off the rails. Um, I have no guests scheduled and I just talk <laughs> and talk and talk. Um, I'm in uh, an interesting situation. <laughs> Uh, which I, I I sometimes find myself in. Um, I have pretty much made a name for myself in my small town of Somerset where people can give me information and um, they will use me as the vessel to kind of get the information out there. There's a ton of reasons why people don't come forward with stories of corruption or uh, rule breaking or, you know, whatever. There's... I, I've heard them all. My job, I work for the town. I have a big job. Um, I'm related to, um, I don't want my kids to get involved. I mean, I've literally heard every excuse um, and it's fine. My husband doesn't like it. My husband does not like the fact that I uh, have been the person to kind of talk about things that other people won't. I I actually, I'm not even kidding. Like I'm, I'm gonna try to like scale this back a little bit. I actually feel like sometimes it's my job to speak when other people um, can't. Uh, I've pretty much made myself in a position where I don't have a lot to lose. Um, I, I try to cover myself. When I'm on the air, it's a, it's a tricky situation. And so I'm building up a lot of stuff here, but I'm not gonna be talking about what I'm, I'm working on. But um, I'll, I'll never forget, there had been a story in Somerset um, and you can probably Google it. There were there were multiple news stories about this, but the woman who was in charge of the boosters club at the high school had been stealing money um, from the uh, the account that they had, the boosters account. And apparently some parents had been privy to this and they complained to people and nothing got done. And um, they wanted it out there. They they wanted it to stop. They felt like nobody was doing anything. Nobody was moving quick. And so, you know, I had multiple people call me with this and I was like, ah, I don't, what do I do? You know? And so I posted it on my Facebook page. I posted all of the information that I had. I left out the information I could could not authenticate. You know, I, I gave the, um, the parameters of some of which could not be authenticated. And I put out a, a Facebook post uh, about the president or somebody on the boosters at the high school was stealing money. And uh, within, I believe, 24 or 48 hours, I can't remember for a day or two, um, the story made the news. 
And finally, the person was held, held accountable. And um, there was like a little bit of like a boost to what I had done. Um, first of all, a couple of people that came to me, I knew them and they trusted me not to say who they were and to not, you know, whatever. And so I did that. And then, you know, over time, I've kind of done a couple of things like that where, you know, I feel like it's somewhat of my like obligation to kind of speak for, for people that can't, I can't imagine, you know, you know that there's some sort of corruption going on or something wrong going on in a community and you can't say anything. I don't, (laughs) I don't know what that's like, but I can imagine it's very frustrating. And so I like being the person that, um, can, you know, be trusted with information. I've never given up a source and I'm going to tell you it gets harder and harder and I have to get more creative to be able to, you know, get facts out uh, without naming people or where it came from and to protect the people that give it to me. But I will say that I, for the past day, I have been given some information about a story local to my community. Uh, I posted about it today, uh, just that I had heard uh, something and really all that did was just open up the floodgates to uh, messages and phone calls and text messages. And it has been a nonstop day of getting information from the community. And what I really think is interesting is, you know, all you have to do is put out a subject, you know, that you've heard a little bit about and people are desperate to talk and come forward. I mean, I've got a message right now in my inbox where somebody is like, listen, I can't publicly tell anybody this. I can't come forward. I have this, this, and this reason why I can't, but this is information that is relevant to what's going on and somebody needs to know. And I I just can't imagine what would compel somebody, you know, to, to I don't know that they can't say anything. Um, and so anyway, I, I'm hoping over the next couple of days, I can authenticate some of the information that's been given to me, um, and, and we can get some facts, but I don't know. I don't mind doing it. Um, you know, I, I think it's important sometimes, you know, things that are happening, people are uncomfortable and they don't want to hear it. And I also think sometimes people don't want to believe it, um, but I, I don't know. I always feel obligated to to talk and to listen and, and get information and then get it out there. I think good things can come from when the truth comes out. And so there's that. Um, so I'm working on something. I'm not going to talk about it. We'll just leave it at that. But if anybody who is listening that has, you know, familiar with what I'm talking about, you know, I... I'm, I don't want to put my phone number out here because God knows I'll be getting text messages from total randos all the time. But my phone number is public. It's out there. But you can connect with me on Facebook. Send me a message. I'll read and vet everything. And then I'll put everything together and try to work on it. How about that? Okay, besties. Um, so, you know, in the beginning of the show, I said I wanted to talk a little bit about the Epstein thing. And we've kind of really gone on a tangent. Um, but, you know, the, the Jeffrey Epstein story is, uh, I think, really not going to go away. Uh, But just so we're clear, these new documents reveal that Jeffrey Epstein met with the current CIA chief. uh, chief. He was a former... member of the Biden administration, I think. Do I have that right? The time frame might be right. Um, And this was after his conviction. Um, The list of Jeffrey Epstein's connections is is crazy. Uh, He met with... 
um, a college president, former Obama White House counsel. Um, and this is according to uh, unreported documents that included um, Jeffrey Epstein's calendar and his schedules, which is just wild. The Wall Street Journal has um, a copy of all of these things. And uh, William Burns, who is the current director of the CIA, met with Jeffrey Epstein uh, back in 2014. Uh, th these guys aren't accused of any wrongdoing. Wait, hold on, time out. When we were on air last night, I told you about a fruit fly that comes out of nowhere when I'm in the studio and flies around the microphone. We named him. Did we name him something? Like I named him, <laughs> what did, <laughs> I don't know what we named him, but the fruit fly is back. It's 9.14, this thing has not been around me all night and he's just showed up on the microphone and I feel like, we did have a conversation, but I can't remember what I named him. <laughs> we have to give him a name because he's here. He's just back again. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> where does he live? <laughs> where does he live during the day? Like, where did this fruit fly just come from? Like, I don't have any makeup or anything on, so I don't smell like fancy maybe it just got disrupted it lives under the keyboard i don't know but he's just came out and visited again and i feel like yesterday i said i wanted to name him something we should we need a poll like a daily poll like barry needs a poll um howie and grace do polls um i've written a couple of them and i just you know i feel like we I'm going to add that. Wait, i have to write note we're going to add that to the jess machado show we're going to have a, a poll um I'm not here this Saturday. Shoot. But what should we name um, the studio um, fruit fly that's here? He needs, should we call him Hunter Biden? That would be great. Speaking of Hunter Biden, this, this whole thing is absolutely crazy. But Hunter Biden was in court yesterday and um, essentially, uh, you know, even though he sells $500,000 pieces of art that he is so talented with. I don't know why I have the giggles right now. I have to stop. <laughs> I actually can't even believe I use those words. Hunter Biden sells artwork for like a half a million dollars. It's fine. Um <laughs> The son of the president of the United States was in court yesterday uh, because he is trying to lessen his dollar amount that he pays for child support. Uh, whatever dollar amount that they had previously agreed to, and she got a little settle settlement. I think it's, you know, unofficially somewhere around two and a half million dollars, uh, a dollar amount that he pays monthly for child support, as well as he carries the um, insurance for the child that he refuses to acknowledge. London's daughter's name is Navy Joan Roberts. Um, so he's back in court. He doesn't want to pay it. And, you know, bless the heart of London Roberts. She's like, you know what? Um, since you're dragging me back into court and you want to lessen the dollar amount of money that you pay my daughter, uh, while we're at it, I'd like to change her name. Now, when she had this child, you know, he was disputing paternity. And so they had to get a court ordered DNA test. And so the child's last name is Roberts. Although, I mean, I'm thinking she could have made it Biden anyway, but maybe she was just erring on the side of caution anyway. So while she's in court, she's petitioning to have the child's name changed to, to Biden. Um, and she says, you know, with 
with that comes, you know, the notoriety and power and uh, the notion of financial success and um, all of those things. I mean, she's got some of those things, right? And so she wants, you know, Navy Joan to have the last name Biden. Hunter, like the absolute deadbeat dad that he is, is basically like, you know, uh, she'll have a peaceful life if she doesn't have Biden as her last name. Like he doesn't even want this child to have his last name. I I was, I wrote a column. It's probably going to be up tomorrow on um, Howie Carr, but like it's every single solitary step of the way in this process since this child has been born, Hunter Biden, the president of the United States' son has literally made it out to be like a Maury Povich you know, um, skit. Like he, he has disrespected um, the child every single solitary step of the way. He failed to acknowledge the child uh, as being his and then paternity was established and then they had to fight out a dollar amount in court. Um, now he wants to come back. He wants to pay less money. He doesn't want the child to have his last name. He has never seen the child. Once paternity was established, there was no attempt at reunification or establishing parenting time he has never met his daughter. The president of the United States has a granddaughter that he has not met and he refuses to acknowledge. At Christmas time, the Biden administration or the Biden family uh, put up a, a picture on their official uh, Twitter account of the fireplace with stockings hung with care with all of the grandchildren's names on them and missing was Navy Joan. Her name was not there. I, I don't even know how to say this. It's crazy to me. It's absolutely insane that the president has a grandchild. It is established through DNA testing. He's paying, his son is paying child support. Maybe, maybe the president's paying the child support. Who knows who's outfitting this life? Um, and, and they don't acknowledge her. Like it's, it's like the worst kept secret in this country. What a message you send to like the, the whole world, like that you just don't even want to acknowledge an innocent child. I mean, you don't think that you have the ability to co-parent with this, with this woman? I think she'll be just fine. I think she'll totally co-parent with you. If Drake can co-parent with a former porn star, the way that he, I mentioned this yesterday, we didn't even get into it, but I'm obsessed with this story too. Like Drake got a a, a porn star pregnant. They didn't know each other. From what I understand, it was like a one night stand. Um, And uh, he did the same thing. He did a a paternity test. He found out that it was his kid. He, you know, had to go through court. He, once he established it, um, not only did he provide for her and the son, um, but they have like a great co-parenting relationship. They're constantly posting pictures together, doing birthday parties together. Um, you've, I've seen video of them like at holidays, like the the mom talking to Drake's Drake's mom. Like everybody just, you know how I am about like co-parenting. Like I, I co-parent with my baby daddies. Like I love them. Um, I don't love them more than my husband. And there's a reason why they're my exes. But my children, I think, are far more well-adjusted than the children of of couples that have separated that can't get along. And, you know, I do it for my kids. I've been doing it for years for my children. And we've spent holidays together. I had one Christmas. <laughs> I had one Christmas where I had my current husband, um, Jack and George's dad, and Julia's dad, all together in my house, uh, drinking together on Christmas Eve. (laughs) 
And I just looked at them and I was just like, look at my collection of men. But they're all super important to the children in my life. And there's no animosity there. I do think it takes, um, I'm going off on this, but I do think that the key factor in this always is um, a, a woman who's confident enough to have a relationship with the father of her children. So many women get very jealous of the new woman in their ex's lives, um, other children, the dynamic of a different relationship or um, a blended family. And I'm just saying for someone who's researched a lot about this, you know, through family court circumstances and things with my ex-husband, my husband's ex-wife, because he has an ex-wife and a son, uh, it always comes down to if the if the mother is willing to put her own personal feelings aside and herself aside um, for her children, co-parenting is usually very easy. Either that or the father's just not around. Uh, but I've I've been I've sat in courtrooms and watched cases so that I could you know observe and and see how judges rule on things. And I've never in all of the time I've watched I've never seen a father you know come in and be jealous of you know a a wife an ex wife's new husband or it in, it doesn't come into play. It's always the other way around. It's always the women. Um, this particular instance with Hunter Biden is the uh, the exception to the rule. I mean, we have what looks like to be someone uh, that looks like a good mom. She wants the child to see her father. She wants the child to have the father's last name. And the Biden family is not uh, not interested. Can you imagine if this were Trump and one of his three children can you imagine if like this were Eric or or Don Jr? <laughs> like this would be on TV all the time. We would never see it. If if Don Jr. refused to acknowledge a, a love child that he had with a stripper from Washington. I mean, that's I, I don't rule that out of the script. I'm just saying like, can you imagine State-run media would go nuts with that story. This one, nobody really cares. It's no big deal that the president's son has a kid and nobody wants to see it. Doesn't Joe Biden love little girls? You would think that he would be like flying her over to Washington right away. I have to take a break. 508-996-0500. Uh, this is Jess. I'm filling in for the boys on South Coast tonight and you're listening to 1420 WBSM. I've been suicidal. Been gone for weeks. If I'm undecided, you decide for me. Baby, I'll do anything that you wanna. I'll try anything that you wanna. I'll try. Cause you're on my mind. Welcome back to uh, the last half hour of South Coast tonight. Um, not not political related or anything like that. This song right here, this one. Uh, 
is by a band called the 1975, which I have I've heard for the past couple of years. They they made their second appearance on Saturday Night Live earlier this season. They played that song and another song off their new album. And so this just leads me to like this whole other thing, which I was thinking about because maybe I'm feeling a little drained with the whole political stuff right now. But um, I think it is really hard to find good new music. Uh, I think so much trash comes, <laughs> so much trash comes out, and it's really hard to find good music. Um, and the 1975, just hear me out on this. They're putting out good music. I'm also a sucker for a good saxophone in any song, which is probably why, like, I kind of love like early E Street Band stuff. But like, they've got like these like multi layers of sound in each one of their songs and they find a way to weave in saxophone. And so I'm just kind of like hooked, but I'm also like, I really like good new music and it's hard to come by. So that's the 1975. I'll do a whole show on music, by the way, if you are what, okay, let's, (laughs) we'll go here. It's fine. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Um, I grew up going to concerts. Uh, I had a stepfather uh, who was a big music person and it was often gifted to us for good report cards and things to go to concerts. My very first concert, by the way, was at the Worcester Centrum and it was Richard Marks. (laughs) He was right here waiting for me. Um, And so, and I've been to, I've seen Elton John probably 20 times. Uh, I actually probably should sit down and write how many shows I've been to. I'd have to go by year. Um, I, I, there's nothing better than live concerts. And I think in a day and age where everything is changing, technology is there. Uh, I don't, can they, can they take live music away from us? I mean, they certainly tried to in COVID. I went to see Kings of Leon at Great Woods. Uh, and I remember having to wear a mask on my way in and then we didn't, I don't know, it was weird. Like we're outside, we didn't have to wear a mask. They tried to take live music away from us, but we got it back. But can they take that away? I mean, with everything that they, everything that changes and technology and just the the course of like life and how it's going, I'm super nostalgic for things like live music. And so I've raised my kids that way too, by the way. And um, my two children with their dad, Jason, he's a big like metalhead guy, right? And so my kids, I think Georgia and Jack have like the best of both worlds. They have like, a little bit of like my style of music, which, you know, there's some pop peppered in, you know, like I love a good T Swift song and like Carrie Styles and stuff, but like, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm playing like Lindsey Buckingham, like his solar, like solo album and like Jackson Brown and stuff. So my kids get that and then they get like Mastodon and all that stuff from their dad. But anyway, even my oldest daughter and the, and, and my stepson, have like really diverse like musical tastes. And so, you know, my daughter this year, she was like, do you want to pull up the list of all of the concerts that are coming to Great Woods? (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot. I'm going to pull it up. But I think, I don't know, like maybe the summer of 2023 should be all about concerts. Listen, this came up today, by the way. None of the moms that I'm friends with can afford to go to Taylor Swift. None of the moms can afford to take their kids. 
Um, we we can't justify even going by, by ourselves because that would be a mom night out that would be like of epic proportions. Um, and I'm not adverse to it. I get me throw get me some sequins and um, and my girlfriends and some sangrias and I'm good to go. Uh, I'll go sing all the Taylor Swift songs, but we can't afford it. Um, we just can't, which is crazy to me. It just ugh, I hate that. Um, but you can go to Great Woods and you can get lawn seats and they are all still extremely reasonably priced. Um, I'm going to pull up um, and I see why. <laughs> Hold on. I feel like a secretary. Um, Xfinity uh, Center, whatever, Great Woods concerts for this summer. But could 2023 be the summer of concerts maybe? Janet Jackson is coming in May, like May 19th. Chris Stapleton. Let's go through these together, shall we? Forget about politics. I'm over it. Sorry, Marcus. Um, Janet Jackson, Chris Stapleton. Wait, TLC with Shaggy and Vogue and Sean Kingston? <laughs> uh, Dave Matthews Band. This is kind of like an old standby. I, I, I usually go every summer to Dave's standby. The Cure? What? Uh, Shania Twain? Oh, Fun fact about Jess Machado, my go-to karaoke song is Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain <laughs> with the moves and everything. If if it's a cordless microphone, I walk in, around into the audience. Also, another fun fact, I cannot hold a note to save my life. I sound like kittens in a burlap bag going over a bridge. I, it's like I can't sing, but I love to sing. And Shania Twain is usually my go-to. Um, Big Time Rush, uh, don't know who they are. It's, it's like a kid band, right? Avenged Sevenfold, Brett Michaels, Matchbox 20. Guys, Boy George and Culture Club. Godsmack and Stained. Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa and more. Jason Aldean, Mudvayne. Who's Jelly Roll? I've never heard of this person. The Back Road Baptism Tour? <laughs> Foreigner? Disturbed? Ghost? This was like a trendy thing. Like my daughter went to like a ghost concert last year. I don't, I'm not into it. Nickelback? <laughs> Slightly stupid. This one is, um, if my kids, we talked about this, if they had to pick one concert to go to, they picked Slightly Stupid with Sublime. Um, and that's in August. The Offspring uh, Outlaw Music Festival uh, featuring Willie Nelson, Bob Weir, and the Wolf Brothers, Shine Down. This is a great lineup for the summer. And I think we should all like tailgate every single one of these shows. <laughs> what a life, huh? If all if all you've got to look forward to all summer is just going to concerts, taking pictures, I don't tailgating. I don't know. I've got quite a few stories of Great Woods. <laughs> Lost my keys on the lawn of Great Woods one time um, and had to wait for like the majority of the people to leave. And then everybody came over with flashlights until we found them. Uh, a friend of mine climbed the fence to get in, which back then was ridiculous because tickets must have been like $10 each, but climbed in. Um, I had a girl meet a guy on the lawn of Great Woods and they dated for years. It was just a random meeting. I don't know. There's nothing better than summer and concerts and outdoor music. And I, I like that it's still affordable because, you know, Joe Biden has essentially made it that we can't really afford anything. And like, um, 
and and like uh, JFK Jr. said, uh, the Democratic Party has basically snuffed out the middle class. It's true. I wonder how my parents afforded to take us all to Fenway, like a whole family of five. And we used to do it all the time. If I took out, if I wanted to go to Fenway with my whole family, I'm not kidding. It's probably $1,000, right? Am I crazy? How much is it going to cost me to go to Fenway for like one, like one game? If I had to buy tickets, park, eat, couple beers, not Bud Light. Hey, do they serve Bud Light at Fenway? Let's look that up. Let's, let's Google this together. Hold on. Beer <laughs> served at Fenway Park. What do they serve? Um, the official beer of, oh, okay, naturally. Okay, the official beer of the Boston Red Sox is Sam Adams. I didn't know that. I didn't know because I can't afford to go to Fenway. Okay, so it's not. What's going on with this whole Bud Light thing? Are they earning any money anymore? What's what's happening? Let's, let's look up Bud Light too. <laughs> I didn't do any of my research <laughs> before I came in. Uh, you know, yesterday I came into the show and I didn't cook dinner for my husband and the kids. I said, listen, there's enough of like little mini meals for you to eat in the house where you're all capable of putting something together. Just make your own things. And I'm talking like there's frozen ravioli, there's mac and cheese, there's soups, there's uh, chicken salad, uh, there's sandwich meat, there's, you know, Elio's pizza. There's a ton of stuff, right? Um just you're on your own. And then I, I put in some time preparing for the show or whatever and it came in. Uh, I got home, they ordered pizza. Like they just could not possibly just make a meal without me. Today, I felt bad and I was like, number one, I don't like that they're spending money on like a Monday. Number two, um, it's just, I don't know. I don't want them to eat pizza. So today, instead of preparing for the show, I made like a whole chicken roast like on a Tuesday with potatoes and carrots and charisse and chicken and, you know, the whole the whole deal. So I'm sorry you're not getting the content that you deserve, but I had to provide a meal for my family because they just can't live without me. Bud Light sales have fallen 26% as the transgender backlash worsens. This is uh, just a day ago. I mean, this is... I can't believe this is still a thing. Um, Bud Light sales continue to collapse. There is no game plan um, says Bud Light. Uh, <laughs> uh, In-store sales of Bud Light dropped 26% in the final week of April following consumer pushback in the wake of the company's decision to partner with transgender social media personality Dylan Mulvaney. Can you imagine? 26%? That's That's insane. Figures were released by Bump Williams Consulting, a firm that specializes in the alcohol beverage market and found Bud Light sales. Uh, this is reported by Yahoo News um, that sales have progressively slumped throughout the month of April. The second week of the month, they were down 11 percent um, and then plummeted to 21 percent the following week. And now they're ending with 26. Hey, it's just like JFK Jr.'s poll numbers going from like 10 to 15 to 21 percent. It's the it Bud Light's going in the read the room everybody let's wow overall sales are reportedly down only eight percent for the year um, but it is jeopardizing Anheuser-Busch's in beverages position as the market leader I mean 
they're at the risk of losing the number one position at the end of calendar year. That's <laughs> crazy. All because, um, you know, nobody listens. They just don't listen. Nobody listens. We don't want... We don't want someone who is um, pretending to be a girl um, running around, flapping her arm. I'm not kidding you. These videos of Dylan Mulvaney are just, they infuriate me. I, I don't like that they make, she, he, they make themselves out to be this like caricature of females. Um, doing these really obnoxious, cartoonish movements, uh, speech, chatting, like, you know, day 365 of being a woman. Like, uh, I don't know. Also, and I don't know. Am I allowed to say, uh, whatever. It's it's 20 of 10 at night. You know what really gets me? That you can be a guy and and say you're a girl and and get to do all the girly things, but you don't have to have a period. That is that to me is like the most unfair slap in the face to all of these, you know, pushing down our throats, transgender things like the real hard work of being a female comes with every single solitary month having to go through having your period for years and years and years. I mean, I just think about it. I have like my daughters and being in school and and women know this like it's just for decades of your life, you have to consistently deal with this issue every single solitary month. What an absolute luxury Dylan Mulvaney has to just get the best parts of being a girl. Wearing the pinks, playing in bubble baths, and running around like everything is fine. Lucky him. Let's take a quick break. We've got some callers. Uh-oh. It's probably because I'm talking about Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, we'll take your call as soon as we come back. I'm Jess. You're listening to 1420 WBSM. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Um. Real-time reaction to everything that happens after the sun goes down. South Coast Tonight with Marcus and Chris is on WBSM. I don't know. Did anybody else make up a dance to that song when they were a kid? Hi, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Jess. Um, just looked at my calendar. Janet Jackson is coming to uh, Great Woods on May 19th, which is a Friday. Turns out I'm filling in for Barry Richard from 12 to 3. And then I'm shooting up to Howie uh, Car Station Studio to fill in for Howie from 6 to 7. Packing uh, my jeans and a hoodie, and then I'm going to go right over to the uh, Great Woods and meet my husband there, and I'm going to go see Janet Jackson. He doesn't know that yet, but that's my plan. I gotta, I'm just going to block off all of the 19th on Friday. <laughs> if anybody else wants to go, I don't know. I, I want to go see Janet Jackson. Let's try these phone lines, you know, because it's always like a 50-50 whether or not I'm going to be able to, like, get them on the air. Let's try this. I just push all the buttons until I hear somebody. Hi, caller. Thanks for holding. Hello? Oh, shoot. 
Hello? <laughs> Hi, caller. Can you hear me? Oh, no. Wait. We'll try it. Hello? <laughs> Wait. I don't know if you can hear it. Watch. I'm just pushing every button. <laughs> ah, it's hysterical. I can't work these phones, Tim. Help a girl out. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of it and I'm going to post it on my Twitter. Wait till you see what this phone looks like. I kid you not. The receiver is off the hook. It's it's like from like an 80s office. I don't even know what's happening. Um, all I did was say that I was working on a story about something happening in my town and my phone is now going crazy. People know what I'm talking about. Um, there... There is some rumblings in the town of Somerset. Nothing is confirmed, so nobody go crazy. But there's some rumblings that there is uh, a, a teacher that had an inappropriate relationship with a student. As you know, these stories are, you know, very delicate and 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 you have to really kind of wait. I can tell you from what I've been given as far as information goes, I think the next couple of days are going to be really interesting in the town of Somerset. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Hey, uh, guys, stop trying to sleep with underage girls. There's plenty of desperate housewives out there that you can sleep with. Stop trying to, to sleep with kids, please. It's gross. Ugh. God. Oh, wait. Phones. Let's try this again. Hold on. We're going to hit this. We're going to hold it. We're going to hit this. And then we're going to hit this. Hi, caller. Can you hear me? <laughs> Let's just try it. Hi, caller. Can you hear me? Hi, caller. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Hi. How are you? Okay. And you? Good. I'm sorry. I just can't figure out these phone lines. That's okay. I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? A little comment on the Dylan Mulvaney. Yes. Thing. I thought about this a couple of weeks ago when, you know, everything was breaking out. But he not only wants to be, pretends to be a woman, he also identifies as, like, a 12-year-old little girl. Yes. Because I've seen that with the Eloise thing. Now, him Great identifying point. as a little 12-year-old girl, isn't that wrong for Bud Light to be promoting him as an un- like an underage drinking? That's a really great point that I don't think has come up yet. That's a really great no. point. I thought about that. I said, that's not what, I mean, because they're always, you know, no underage drinking, most states. Right. I think you know? this is uncharted territory, what's going on with Dolan Mulvaney. You know, like. Oh, yeah. It's it's uncharted territory. So mistakes will be made. Um, I just. Well, I wouldn't want to buy. Well, I'm not a beer drinker anyway. Right. Okay. So the thing with Bud Light, you know, I'm not into it because. Whatever. Right. But the thing with Maybelline, why would I want to buy makeup that's made for me, but a guy uses it? I promoting it like he's a girl. I that doesn't entice me to go buy your stuff. I I know. Or a sports bra for that. You don't got boobs. It makes me do the opposite. Yeah. Caller, stay on the line. I'm going to play this. This is the, um, hold on, wait, let me shut the music off. This is the TikTok that the caller is referencing when Dylan Mulvaney dressed up as Eloise. I am Eloise. I am six. I'm a city child. I live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful and trace elegant, especially at Christmas time. 
So the video is Dylan Mulvaney dressed in a short skirt with suspenders, a pink bow in his hair, with knee socks, um, acting like Eloise, the character of a six-year-old girl uh, in a room, um, jumping on a bed. Uh, it is sending really mixed messages. In one TikTok, he is dressed as a little girl pretending to be at a hotel. And then in another TikTok, he's got cans of Bud Light with his face on it. And, you know, he's dancing in a bubble bath. You're right, caller. It sends really just, crazy messages. Isn't this promoting pedophilia too? Well, that would be par for the course for the left, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but I, I just thought about it as you're talking about the El- the Eloise being a little girl. Yes. Yeah. Look how cute I am. No, you're not cute. I don't know what he is. Great point, caller. I've got a bunch of people that are waiting, but thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate that. Okay, you're welcome. Good night. Um, that was a really interesting uh, interesting connection that I didn't I didn't make. Let's go to this next caller. Hi, caller. Thanks for holding your life. You got me now, Jeff. I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> you mentioned your daughter was going to go to graduate school at Emerson? Yes. Did you hear Emerson in the news the other day for their uh, student uh, activism? I didn't. What's going oh, on? Oh, well, it's kind of funny because it juxtaposed with your previous, your recent comments about how tough it is to be a young woman. Well, they're uh, going to, they're going to, they're what they, uh, student group got together and forced the administration to and at no, you know, at a small expense, you know, a few, several thousand dollars, um, to provide feminine products in all bathrooms. Oh, like in the this. men's restrooms. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so, pulling so that so, up. Yeah, so they would they would be closer in case the, the bathrooms are, you know, too far apart. You know, I probably have to wait to talk about some of these things because of my daughter. But, you know, no, no. Well, well, no, it's it's very interesting because you're bringing up something that I have wanted to touch on for, for quite some time. First and foremost, though, I will say... Um, my daughter is only going to Emerson by default. My daughter applied to Emerson. She applied to uh, Mass General um, for their program and then to Bridgewater. And my daughter is graduating with a dual degree, but primarily for speech pathology. Um, she accepted Bridgewater because it was a better financial package. It was close to home, less of a commute. And uh, just recently, after she had accepted, uh, was she informed that the program there is on, um, like on, a, uh, it's not, it didn't pass its accreditation and it's in jeopardy of getting accredited. And so she was faced with the potential of continuing on towards Bridgewater and then them not getting their accreditation and then her classes not having any value. And thankfully she had deferred her acceptance to Emerson um, and she, you know, has accepted there. She's accepted at both, I guess, right now. I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's only by default. Um, but what I was going to say, and I'll talk about it, I have to take a break. Um, you know, we're a pretty conservative family, right? Myself and my husband, including, you know, Julia's dad. We chose UConn after tour. And if you're a parent that has toured schools, um, you know what it's like. You're going and looking at colleges and there's so many different factors. I mean, I can tell you Bryant University was crossed off the list immediately because the dorm rooms were just atrocious, right? My daughter just didn't want to live in that space. Um, but UConn was the winner from day one. We went back and toured it again a second time. It, it you know, it was where she wanted to go. But when she got there, one of the things that she recognized was, you know, she's in a college where there is a real um, left-leaning environment, and she had to adapt to that um, right at day one. Uh, she had uh, boys on the same floor as her, um, and so 
it's a lot, I think. There's a culture shock for some of these kids that go to these colleges and have probably the first time they experience some of what the left has been doing. We live pretty sheltered lives over in Somerset. Let's take this break, and then unfortunately, we're almost done with the show. But uh, let's do the break. We'll be right back. Hi, besties. Um, the last hour just kind of flew by, so we've got less than a minute. Um, Marcus and Chris... Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. It's been a pleasure filling in for the guys. And I always appreciate when I get the opportunity. Um, thanks for hanging out with me and and kind of doing a different vibe for the past two days. Um, I'm not really like entrenched in New Bedford Fairhaven politics like I am during election time. So I know there's probably stories and things that you guys wanted to talk about that we didn't. Uh, the great news is you can go to WBSM uh, on your app or WBSM.com. And all of those stories are there. The, the best part about the news team here is, um, you know, they are right on top of everything. And the stories are always just so detailed. And um, I don't know, it's I'm very lucky to be a part of a team. So get that information there. If we didn't talk about something that interests you, WBSM most likely has it. Guys, besties, 